Blind Guy Talks Tech is brought to you by Voice Studio Pro. Stand out with custom greetings for your phone system. Use promo code BLINDGUY and save 15% today. You'll find out more at voicestudiopro.com. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Hey, welcome to another show. This is Blind Guy Talks Tech uh, with me, Stephen Scott. <laughs> I tell you, one day I'll get used to this uh, system in here. <laughs> Won't be today. Uh, Sean Priest, the other blind guy, he's with me. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen. It's always a joy to watch a professional at work riding those faders. <laughs> Do you know the thing? I, I would love to have actual faders in here. And the funny thing, I've got down here, got down here somewhere, an, an actual mixing console unplugged. <laughs> um, Who needs it? Exactly. No requirement for that at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that made out of <laughs> iron? That, that sounds like the heaviest thing in the world. I think, I think my desk is about to collapse. You know, I went out this morning uh, to take the bins out, as you do, and um, my gate fell off. The the, uh, oh. the the gate leading into my garden fell off. Yeah, almost in comedy style. Did you put that gate up? Well, no. I've realised what's happened because what happened what happened was when we moved into this house, we found that the gate was loose. It was really just coming loose so easily. And on the first night, the dog ran away. Oh, and nice. you can imagine that was not fun. Yes. Thankfully, we got him back and everything was fine, but we realised that we had to do something with the gate. And what we did was we put another lock on the gate, which meant that basically it was bolted shut all the time. Yes. Now, the problem was, and this is the fun (laughs) bit, the problem was that nobody can get in from the front. So when the window cleaner comes, he jumps over the fence. He climbs up as much as he can, then he jumps over. And I think they've been doing that so often, they've broken my gate. Well, it's a disgrace. Now, is that my fault or their fault? Your fault. Well, see, I think it's their fault. Okay, well, well, we'll disagree on that. I mean, you didn't fix it in the first place. All you did was put another lock on it. So it's still broken anyway. You just locked it up. Yeah, and, you know, obviously I know when it falls off. I mean, because what happened is the top part fell off. So the, the bottom screws are still on, so it's kind of hanging there. And I know the obvious answer is just to put in new screws. But what I've done is I've just basically pushed the gate shut you know, and just left it hanging and hope there's no wind for the next few days. Yeah, that'll work. Sorry, is this blind guy talks DIY now? Is yes. this what we come to? Well, you know me in DIY. <laughs> yes, that's true. It goes like a house on fire, which is also <laughs> the same result sometimes. Um, Move on. Yeah. Remember the remember the uh, electric blinds? Yes. What a laugh! Hammering in the screws. Who could forget? Hammering the screws, hammering the screws. Oh, it was great fun. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, I got screws down. I'm like, well, I could put the raw plugs in. I could get someone with a drill. Yeah, who needs yeah. that? That's just time and money. Shortcuts, they always work out. Hammer, screw, bang. I, what? I, I'm still breathing in the dust from that Who needs event. plaster? Forget yeah. about it. <laughs> the wall's still holding up. <laughs> so far. <sighs> anyway, yes, hello. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech. And today we're talking about... Well, tech, surprisingly. Uh, we're going to be... T- well, this is an interesting one because Ira is uh, a subject we, we tend to talk about Ira these days, like we talk about Google or we talk about, you know, anything else. Um, mm. And 
I think that people, you know, sometimes it's good to do a bit of a reset, right? And people might not know what IRA is. Uh, they might be wondering what it's all about. So today on the podcast, I'm so pleased to be joined by Janine Stanley from IRA, who is uh, with us. Uh, Janine, great to have you here on Blind Guy Talks Tech. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Now, look, let's just kick things off, right? Because Sean and I, uh, you know, we know about IRA because we've talked about it. I'm subscribed to it. I don't think you are, Sean, are you? I'm a I'm a guest explorer, but I love it. Oh, so you're on the free plan, right? Okay. I am sorry. Yes. Anyway, yes, uh, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, I just I just think it would be helpful for people who don't know what Ira is. Um, they may have heard about it. They may have heard other blind people talk about it. Maybe it'd be good for you to start, Janine, by telling us all about Ira and uh, what it is. So Ira is a visual interpreting service, and what that means basically is that there are, in our case, trained. Uh, people, agents, who are on one end of a pipeline, and then the customers on the other end, and we convey the information through the back-facing camera of your smartphone through an app called Ira, and uh, conveniently enough, the company name. And our agents, for example, are trained for around four to five weeks of intensive training. Um, it's a tough process to become an IRA agent. Um, we are hoping to get this designation of visual interpreter, the same kind of respect and professional credentialing that a sign language interpreter has. So hopefully, you know, that will be coming in the future. But that's basically what we are. And one of our customers said, it's like having eyes in your pocket. And that's pretty much true. You can, you know, pull your phone out and uh, have that agent tell you about anything or assist you with just about anything. So, Janine, is this a service that's for professionals or is it something that is open to anybody? It's for both, Stephen, actually. it's um, There is a layer of IRA that is certainly for business and for work and for professional things where you need confidentiality, where you're dealing with sensitive information. But then there's the everyday use. You know, I forgot the layout of these 5,000 buttons on my remote control. <laughs> or um, did I manage to put the right time in this inaccessible microwave? Uh, or where is my trash bin on trash day when I have to put it out in the alley? And where is it? Did it go where it was supposed to go after they emptied it? Um, little things like that. So it's actually got a wide range of uses. And another one would be in the school setting. If you're going to college or university, uh, you're going to have Ira either in your classroom, in your dorm room, in the cafeteria, anywhere that you are. But I think one of the selling points of Ira is the security that you offer to your clients, to your customers, because if someone gets in touch and wants to share private information, we know as customers that that information will remain safe, it will remain private. Uh, you know, we're not in any doubts as to who has the information. And, and that's really important when it comes to delivering a service like this, a paid service like this. Well, especially when you're dealing with banking, and that is a very sensitive area for most of us. And we have a couple of banks that are based in the U.S. here, Bank of America and TD Bank, which uh, are part of our access network. And the IRA access network is a group of organizations that are paying for your minutes to use the service while you use their product. And if banking is doing it, you know, we also have a couple of insurance companies. This is really sensitive information. Our agents also go through a process of uh, non-disclosure agreements, confidentiality agreements, etc. We're not quite in the U.S. HIPAA compliant, 
um, I'm not even going to what HIPAA stands for, but um, it's basically a privacy act around medical information. We're not quite there, but we're almost there. Um, almost that secure, which is a pretty high level of security. The thing I really like about the service is the, the flexibility of it, you know, because you can upgrade if you find that your minutes aren't enough on your whatever level of subscription you're on. But also, like me, you can use it for free. Um, you know, you do have that tier for the guest explorer, which is great. Exactly, exactly. We have now limited our five minute calls to one free call a day if you don't have a plan, but if you choose to buy a plan, and there are all sorts of discounts out there depending on your affiliation and things like that, but if you choose to buy a plan, then you get one free five minute call every four hours. But then there are also all these access offers. If your uh, JAWS isn't working, for example, it got stuck, your computer's totally silent, your Fusion product isn't working, from Vespero, we have got an offer. We work very closely with Vespero, so an agent can come on, they can take a look and say, okay, you know, here's what's going on on the screen. Here's what we see is recommended to do by Vespero to get you back up and working. You know, the one thing that always fascinates me about Ira is when you read the stories of people who use it and they talk about all the different things that they do with Ira. Uh, you know, for people who wonder, you know, is it just about matching socks or is it about reading letters or is it, you know, that kind of thing or fixing even something on the computer? Where does it end? What else can you do with Ira? Oh my gosh, navigating. Um, I have talked to so many of our customers who had travel anxiety. You know, you have a couple bad experiences and pretty soon you just don't want to go out of your house. And especially when you're newly blind, this is not taking over for blindness skills in any way. You've got to have those skills, but just having somebody along to spot you, you know, to say that, yes, indeed, you have come to a street, not a driveway. And uh, yes, indeed, here's the traffic light and here are the various cycles of the traffic light now you blind person make that decision to walk that's a big one going to a social setting going shopping in a mall i'm oh i'm one of those people i'm an 80s kid and i love the mall and uh, i love to take ira to the mall because i can learn about what all the stores are i can go into my favorite stores i can get directions i can do that food court which is totally intimidating and i can do that with my friends or my family and still be a part of it and not have to rely on them and wait on whatever they want to do. I can go off and do my own thing. Yeah, you know what? Blind people do often feel like second-class citizens, and that's that's a real problem. And, you know, IRA allows you, like you're saying, to be able to get the information you need independently rather than someone having to tell you about what's going on. So you're in that mm -hmm. Starbucks restaurant and you want to know what else is on the menu. You know, maybe you get your latte all the time and you want something else for a change. It's kind of nice just to be able to find that out for yourself. Yep, absolutely. That agent can read that menu. Now, imagine you're sitting in a staff meeting at work and you've always wondered, you know, you're pretty sure that the guy down at the end of the table is sitting there on his phone and not paying a bit of attention to you. You can actually have your IRA agent. You just put that phone in a stylish little thing around your neck and you can actually message an agent. You can text them before whatever it is you're doing and say, I can't talk. 
but can you describe, you know, the room? Tell me about the people in the room. And so and so, okay, the guy down on your left is rolling his eyes. The other guy is on his phone. I've actually called people out in a meeting for that, which was so much fun. <laughs> and uh, yes, my last job, they said, oh man, we can't mess around in the meetings with Janine because now she's got Ira watching us. <laughs> no, exactly yep. right. It is that. It levels the playing field, right? There's there's nothing quite like it. As, yeah. as you say, um, you know, it's describing the world. So, yeah, absolutely. I love I love that level of detail that it does give you. Mm -hmm. um, also, let's let's move on to Apple Glass, um, because I'm for one, I can't wait. I'm so excited oh, by this absolutely. and for exactly <laughs> uh, because of services like Ira that I really do want these wearable cameras on my face. Um, so. Uh, have you got any plans when it comes to Apple Glass? Yes, and what we're hoping to do as we develop these uh, various iterations of our app is develop an SDK. And that SDK is going to, and that's a software developer kit, that's going to allow other programs to hook into Ira. And that means that a smart camera can pair with your phone and you can clip that smart camera to anything, depending on size, depending on operation, that kind of thing. But that's what's really gonna allow that flexibility. And then glasses, all types of, you know, glasses, anything with a camera can pretty much hook in. We are hoping to have that by the end of the year, um, but possibly into Q1 of next year. And I can't believe I just used that business speak, but um, hopefully next year by CSUN, you'll see the SDK working with some products. Um, for example, you're, if any of you have a ring doorbell or a security doorbell, uh, we can hook into your security company at some point in time, we'll be able to do that. And you can just say to the IRA agent, okay, I know there's somebody at my door, describe that person, please. Yeah. Wow. So you <laughs> You're actually talking here about developing something that could go into, say, the ring doorbell, this SDK you're talking about. Oh, yes. That's, oh, yeah. Sean, this is brilliant. I know. I, I, I'm so excited because that is something, to be honest, the ring video doorbell, the video aspect, I barely use. Whereas, yeah. you know, once you got this, you got someone who could actually take a look. Fantastic. SDK. And it goes beyond the ring video doorbell as well, I'm guessing. Fantastic. Yeah, it is. I mean, I honestly would have thought this would have gone, you'd be thinking in your heads as far as something like a, uh, a wearable solution, but this is really looking outside the box. Yep. This is incredible. Absolutely. And I think that security one is going to be huge because so many people have, I, my husband refuses to get a, a, a doorbell like that, a visual doorbell, because he said, well, what good is it? You know, okay, I know somebody's out there, but that's all I know. And it's kind of pointless. Well, you're right, sort of. Um, <laughs> but hopefully at some point in the very near future um, we can actually do that and hook into that software hey, janine when it comes to ira as a service I, I kind of i thought actually it would be moving more towards the ai side of things the artificial intelligence the machine learning you know because we have come a long way with that with image description and object recognition and all that but yes. it does seem that you're investing more and heading towards the more human side of this service. We have two ways to use artificial intelligence at IRA. And our name actually, AIRA, stands for Artificial Intelligence Remote Assistance. Right now, we're using the artificial intelligence for things like scheduling, staffing needs, and also predicting tasks. Okay, we have X number of people who are doing this task, and so we need to increase our training to deal with that. 
So it's kind of a back level AI. Uh, we did have, when we had our Horizon kit, we had an artificial assistant named Chloe, and uh, she was named after the, I guess, the secretary, whatever, in the series 24. So that was where Chloe came from. But, um, and she was doing very super basic things like uh, OCR uh, and definitely not doing any screen describing. There were plans to go ahead with that, but the software became very easily outdated. And we were finding that people really, you know, when they call us, they've got a million apps that can do that kind of recognition. Uh, but what they don't have is the human to fill in the rest of it and to do it objectively. You know, that's why people turn to AI. They want it objectively. They don't want all the judgment. And that's one thing we can give them in the real world, world person to person. Okay, so let's talk about some of the announcements that came out from CSUN. And uh, the one that really got us talking here was the idea of the Ira on desktop app. Now, at the moment, Ira is available as an iPhone and Android app. Uh, but now it will be available on the desktop. So what does all that mean? Is it is it just so that, for example, someone can get some help with their, their computer uh, a little bit easier? Oh, it's actually a lot more than that. And uh, we've been working on this for a while now. Uh, but Ira for Desktop is going to be a web-based app. And it will run on your PC or your Mac. And it will allow you right now, you can work with an agent on your computer or your, you know, your phone, actually more on the computer than the phone through an app called TeamViewer. And anyone who has used TeamViewer knows it is problematic to log in. And that's where the real sticking point is. And you can take up to five minutes to get this thing up and going. Well, if you're a guest, you've just wasted your free five minutes uh, trying to get your username and password, trying to get past the updates and the drop down things in the app that appear and windows that cover up things. So we made our own app. And the way this is going to work is you will go to a website and you will be able to pull up the screen, sign in, and voila, there's Ira. Now, the good part about this is that you can actually, if you keep that website up and you don't close your browser, you're already signed in. There's also a remember me button. So when you hit that URL again, you don't have to go through that sign in process again, etc. The other good thing about it is if you have the app now, you know you have to close that app and sign out of it if you want to sign in on another device. So you've got two iPhones or an iPhone and an Android phone for whatever reason, and you want to use Ira. Well, you can, but you can only use it on one device at a time now. That's going to change with this web-based app. So you'll be able to, say, pick up your phone, run to the door and see who's there and see what package you got, and run back to your computer, and Ira will still be up there for you. You won't have to do anything but hit the call an agent button. Yeah, I just, I thought, you know, this was purely for getting help with a computer issue. Um, but could you use this with your webcam and, you know, use it yes. like the Ira app almost? Absolutely. And what you can do with that is hold up your mail, hold up a can, whatever, you know, a little bottle that you've grabbed. And if you're already working on your computer, oh, this happens to me all the time. My husband comes in, hands me a piece of mail. What is this? And I can just hold it up to the agent. The agent can say, it's upside down, flip it over. It's much easier to do. You're not juggling a phone and a piece of paper at the same time. 
Uh, and the agency, it's a much better picture through your webcam. It's a wider point of view, things like that. So it's easier to read things on the webcam. So you can do, you can check your makeup on the webcam because I know that's important to you, Stephen. But oh, you, yeah, you sure. can also, if you're going into a Zoom <laughs> meeting, and I often do this, okay, tell me, did I spill coffee on the shirt? You know, uh, hopefully everything is good there. And um, so, you know, there are a few different uses. We're also building into the web app the ability to share files directly during the um, session with the uh, agent. Now, what you have to do now is the agent has to email back and forth. If you say, okay, I have this file and I just need you to edit it. Can I send it to you? Would that be easier? Or I have a PDF that I don't have anything to convert it to a readable PDF. Well, our agents can do that for you and maybe straighten out any formatting errors, things like that for you um, during a session. And then they can send that back to you via email. Well, now you'll just be able to put them in a folder and you can exchange them right there in real time. You know, that is really interesting. I I'm wondering though, you know, you're saying it's on the Mac, it's on the PC through this web app, essentially a website, I guess. Does that mean then the, for example, a Chromebook user could benefit from this? Absolutely, it's, yeah. Doesn't matter what browser, and we're doing alpha testing right now with a wide range. This will also be available for the iPad, uh, for I'm certain any other tablets that are out there, as long as you can go to a website, um, we will try to make it work. Now, I don't know about Linux. Somebody's already asked us about that, and I'm not sure. I know nothing about Linux, so can't, can't promise you that one, but I'm sure we'll have somebody testing it in the alpha groups as we assemble them. Ah, sounds so good. I can't wait. So any idea when this is going to be available, Ginny? We are hoping by the national conventions here in the U.S. this summer to have at least a public beta available. Um, I'm, you know how software is, you say one thing and then you find out you have some giant hurdle, but we're moving this one along pretty quickly. So I expect at the very least a public beta around convention. And then what's going to happen from there is that we'll have the uh, desktop app as we're calling it for the moment. Uh, and that'll be available on the PC and the Mac. And then you will be able to use eventually the same look, the same operation on your mobile phone. So it's gonna replace the IRA app with this web-based app. And you can just click on the icon on your desktop and away you go. And, you know, being a shrewd Scotsman, I have to ask the question, will this change the price at all, Janine? Uh, you know, you're adding all these new functions. Does the price change? That one we are looking at right now as to how we're going to price this. I think it's probably going to remain the same. And so if you don't have Ira right now, you know, it's probably going to be the same if you're only going to use it on the desktop. It doesn't matter how minutes, how many minutes you purchase or using the access offers. You can certainly use any of those um, that are applicable, especially the online offers like Target and uh, Starbucks and some of the, and the banks and insurance companies and the museums. That's a huge one. A lot of museums have their content now available online with Ira, so you can have videos described, you can take a tour of the museum online. And some of these museums, because of COVID, they have some pretty spectacular online offerings. You know, one thing that always interests me about Ira is that free part of the deal, that, that free five minutes a day, and then the pricing structure that follows it. So really we're in a place where you have the five minute free call a day, or you've got a 
subscription model where you can obviously have as many minutes as you would want uh, and that is on a sliding scale you could have more minutes obviously more money is, have you ever considered something in the middle of all of that some kind of pay-as-you-go because there are some people who might benefit i think sean for example <laughs> i knew you were looking at me <laughs> you know you might benefit from having just a bit more time with an ira agent you know five minutes a day is not a lot of time but no. if you could pay just a bit more you know what i mean you would you would benefit from that right well, I mean, the argument is that it's it's not a you know minimum length contract or anything. You can do this month to month. Mm. So you could you could just sign up for one month and get those minutes that you need, and then you know stop unsubscribe. So you can do that. So, but I do get what you mean. Yeah, maybe if you could just buy a package of you know I just need thirty minutes because I want well, to do a specific no, task. What I'm thinking about more of is just like that buy or pay as you go approach, which is, you know, as you stay on the call, you kind of accrue a cost or you, you know, have so much credit. Do you know, where, where do you stand on that? And and not quite the thirty minutes a month maybe that our our bottom tier plan offers. One of the reasons we haven't done that yet is that we are still, believe it or not, fairly small. And we want to get to the point where most of your minutes are going to be funded by outside entities. So it's going to be, you know, if you want to buy extra minutes to use, great. But we actually want the business community to be paying for people's minutes and cities where they live to be paying for their minutes. Mesa, Arizona is one good example. If you're going out and using their public spaces, including malls and uh arenas and stadiums and things like that, your IRA usage is free, whether you're a citizen or a visitor. And that's what we're looking at, you know, um, a way to get the, this service funded so that the consumer isn't the primary funding source. And that's what we're eventually going to go to. But right now, we're a little too small to be able to allow that flexibility. You know, Janine, it's great having you on to talk about all this. And, you know, I, I think it's a great service. I think it's a brilliant thing that you do uh, with all the team there. No matter how small you think that company is, it has a big impact on the world for sure of blind people. Uh, we all benefit from it, from Sean with the free tier to me paying for it. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, at least the options exist, and that's the important bit. Absolutely. Uh, Janine, thank you so much for coming on. Janine Stanley from Ira joining us on Blind Guy Talks Tech this week. Well, thanks. I'm excited to be here. You know what? That was really interesting, wasn't it? I mean, you know, I always just think of Ira as the app on my phone, but yeah, they're thinking outside the box. There's some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing about the ring doorbell, I mean, I, I would never have even given that a thought. No, nor me. No, but really clever. And of course, it makes total sense, doesn't it? Well, it does. And, you know, then you start to think about all the other things in the home. You think, what else can I get Ira into? It's so funny, isn't it? Because you think <laughs> about security and we think about all the things we're trying to keep outsiders out of and you know with ira it's like what can i get you into <laughs> absolutely well you know i, you I want just a microwave <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want ira in my house just run my house but yeah that, look it's just it just shows how much you know we we sort of respect the service because you know when this first came out when we first talked about this service and it was this could be a game changer I think it has proven to be, you know, they kept up. I know there's been a bit of controversy about the amount of free time they give, you know, and but I think as a service and as a way to keep it going, I think they've managed to get that balance there, that there is, uh, it is available for those of us who 
who don't need to pay for that amount of minutes. But we still have the um, service made available to us for for five minutes a day. I think I think they're work, walking a fine line, but I think they've done it really well. And again, I think their service is amazing. It's really hard to walk back a free service. That's the problem. I, yes, exactly right, yes. Because they're always going to be seen, no matter how you do it, it's always going to be seen as, mm, that's a bit mean, because you used to let, you know, let us sit there all day and talk to an agent. <laughs> yes. Which is fine <laughs> if the agent <laughs> is able to be paid. Um, <laughs> you know, that's well, the that's point right. here. You know, we've got to keep this you know, in mind it's a business. And, you know, this is, you know, to all intents and purposes, even though there are, I'm sure, many, many people who use the service, it is still a niche service. And yeah. I think that's an important point in this. So, you know, the idea that, and, and I love this idea that they're not going after our money. They're saying, let's get businesses paying for this. Let's get the airports paying for it. Let's get the shopping malls paying for it. I think that's so clever. And, yeah. you know, it makes so much sense. And like I was saying about the whole... You know, idea of you know showing capability. You know, by telling people, you're actually showing people how someone who's blind can shop in your store. That's powerful. That's really powerful because it says to the staff, you know, when you're standing there and getting assistance, first off, it it, it cuts down all that awkwardness around. Oh, yes, I, don't, I, I don't need help from you because I've got someone on the phone, and they're like, hmm, "What? How does that work?" Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think it makes life a lot easier. It will certainly raise awareness of the, the capability of us, which is good. Some other things, though, some, some smaller points, um, arguably, but I think really good. I mean, on Ira Desktop, which I'm, we were here to talk about, I think was brilliant. I love the idea of the shared folder. It sounds so simple, but, you know, up until now, it's been all email back and forward. And I think there was a shared folder within the app, which was a bit fiddly at times and, and mm. caused a few issues for people. Um, whereas having it on a desktop just makes sense. Uh, you've put something in there, they've got access to it. And that could be a manual for something. It could be, you know, well, frankly, whatever. It could be an image you want to get described to you, whatever it is. Um, no, I'm really, really impressed with them, and I, I, I wish them well with it. Um, they've, they, I think they do a great job. I think they really do. And, you know, what I, I like do. is they, they don't... They never talk down the opposition. Not that you nope. call Be My Eyes necessarily opposition, but they never talk it down. They're very respectful of them. Um because ultimately, the way I see it, and even the way Ira sees it, is you know it's another tool in the toolbox. And I remember talking to Janine in a previous interview, and she said to me, you know, for something like choosing the color of socks, use Be My Eyes. Yeah. Because that's something which is non-critical. You're not going to, you know, unless your address is printed on your socks, <laughs> then you're fine. Um, you can do that. But if you want to read some private mail or you want to maybe check the credit card number or something, you want to do that with a, a, a service which you know is vetted. Um, you know, no one's screenshotting their phone. Mm. You know, you've got to think about these things. And sometimes as blind you people, do. we are very trustworthy. Uh, we trust Ding and trustworthy, but, but more trusting. It's about going to the right place for the support, I guess. Absolutely. You've got to, be, you know, you've got to use your common sense when yeah. it comes to security and your privacy. But I think it goes beyond that. For, for things like um, it's that extra mile that Ira goes to. For, you know, uh, if there's a problem with one of my computers or a laptop or even, I don't know, like the air fryer in my kitchen, mm -hmm. they'll, they're able to look at the model number, go off, get the manual, look up what the problem may be, read that and relay that back to me. Now, that's something that you're not going to get a volunteer on Be My Eyes to do necessarily, right? Uh, but Ira, do that for you. And that that does make a huge difference. 
And again, both of those services, though, both of them, are, I think, are very respectful towards each other. I think it's also interesting because they don't see them. I mean, it is an assistance. And I, I often wonder about this because we should have asked this one to, to Janine, actually. But I wonder about the idea of is it an assistant or is it to assist you in a task? So I'll give you an example of this, right? When, when I had a support worker at my last job at RNIB, I was told the purpose of the support worker was to support me to do the job, not to do the yeah. job, but to support me. So I couldn't turn around to my support worker and say, there's 15 reports, go and get them written up and have them to me by the end of the day. <laughs> yep. But they would sit with me and make sure that I had the information I needed to complete those reports by the end of the day. And that's not, I think, what Ira is. And I think that's partly, is that a British thing that perhaps we've been born with this idea that we're always supposed to get on with it ourselves so therefore we sh we, we kind of don't really know how to handle a service like Ira you know, it's like oh, well, I'll do it for you and you're like oh no no I couldn't possibly ask you to no 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 stop that yeah. let me I don't know well look the good thing is that I think you could have your cake and eat it if you want just support and assistance to perform your own thing then they'll do that look with any of these uh, services the level that you get is is what you ask for. I think, you know, you could well, have... In, in, the, in your air fryer example, what I'm yeah. thinking about is, in my head, what I thought Ira would do was maybe go and get the manual for you and send it to you or mark out the page that's got the information, but they wouldn't relay it to you because it's almost oh, like, yeah, well, yeah. this is for you to sort out yourself, right? We're just yeah. providing you... But that's Who not cares? what this is. Yeah, that's that, not that, what this I, is. I, I mean, they, you could say that. Oh, just send me the PDF of this. Make sure it's mm. accessible and send me the PDF and I'll look through it. And you may want to do that anyway. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, for me, I would just say, okay, if you could just tell me you know, the information that I want right now and also just send me the PDF so I got it to hand later on and I could look through it myself. Which I'll never look at again. Yes, probably right, yes. <laughs> yeah, because, you I'll know... i just ask I, you to do it. I love reading PDFs about air fryers. It's my <laughs> favourite pastime of all. Mm. Air fryer. Mm. Mm. What do you put in your air fryer? Fries, chicken burgers, uh, chicken wings. I mean, the air fryer changed my life. It's a dream, people. You got to try the air fryer. Have you, put you. have you put donuts in it? No. Oh, oh no, no. Have you? On, yes. Sugaring donuts, freshly baked, uh, <laughs> or however freshly baked they come from the supermarket. <laughs> Hang on. Well, you, Toss you them don't... in. Yeah. Right? Get a little bowl, fill that with some sugar. Then once you've, once you've got them in, only a few minutes, and then just put them in and then just t drop them into the, the, the bowl of sugar. Because uh, the, the sugar's been fried off by this point. They're already sugared. No, These but all the cooked. sugar's fried no, off. That is, don't, is it egg fried off? Well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. We started off talking about Blind Guy Talks DIY, <laughs> and here we are, Blind Guy Talks Cooking Donuts. I think it's time to wrap it up. I think I think uh, we are a pair of donuts, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, but anyway, there you go. Uh, that's it for today. That was a really interesting one. Thanks to uh, Janine Stanley coming on from Ira. Really appreciate that. More details on ira.io. Details in the show notes. And remember our website, blindguytalkstech.com, for episodes and lots more. And uh, more to come on that website. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Sean, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you. 
If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit BlindGuyTalksTech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.